Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 951 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today I have a return guest. Shirley is back from episode 414, Durban Shirley. As you may have heard with the Durban, Shirley is from South Africa. And she's on today to say hello and talk a little bit about her Medtronic 780G. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Want to save 35% off all your comfortables, your towels, sheets, and clothes? You can at CozyEarth.com when you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. If you're going to check out AG1, use my link, drinkag1.com forward slash JUICEBOX. If you'd like to save 10% off your first month of therapy, go to betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. With my link, you will save 10% off your first month. All right, everybody. Shirley's got a cool accent. Get excited. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 and brand new Dexcom G7 continuous glucose monitoring systems. Learn more and get started today at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored by Omnipod. Now, you know Omnipod has the Omnipod Dash and the algorithm-driven Omnipod 5. Learn more again and get started today at Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. So, hi, my name is Shirley. I am from South Africa. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I've been diabetic for 19 years. 19 years. How old did you say you were? How old am I? I'm 39. 39. Oh, you didn't say how old you were. No. You (laughs) tried to get away with that, did you, Shirley? No, no, no. (laughs) 39 is a good age. It's getting there. It's getting a bit older. <laughs> it's getting where? It's getting to good or it's, it's getting, getting to... Uh... Oh, it's just getting to older. <laughs> I know. When do your knees start to hurt? That's a fun one. Or, you, yeah. or your shoulders. You're like, why do my shoulders ache? That's ridiculous. <laughs> then you realize your body wasn't meant to live this long and you're like, oh God, I'm going to have to get like a knee replacement or something. Yeah. yeah it's getting fun. to where you can't get out of bed easily anymore. Yeah. And you don't see any reason to. You're like, you know, I've done everything. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing left. What am I going to do? The thing I did yesterday? Did it already. I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So you've had diabetes for 20 years and you live in South Africa. Interesting. Yes. Um, I do. You've been listening to the podcast for a while, haven't you? I have. Yes, I have. How long do you think? Um, Probably a couple of years. I mean, I don't know exactly. A couple of years. Okay. Look at you. You're like, if I measure the time, I'll know how old I am, Scott. So I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what was it like being diagnosed at, ooh, 19? That seems like a crap was, age. No, I was 20. Yeah, 20? I was 20 already. Okay. Uh, yeah. in, in university? Yes. Were you literally there when you, were, when you figured it out or were you home? How'd it go? 
I was there, but I was only, I mean, I went to university like about an hour away from home, so it wasn't far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I kind of walked around for about two weeks before I went to a doctor <laughs> to <laughs> figure out what was going on. But it just had like all the classic symptoms, thirst, tiredness, blurry vision. I stopped going to lectures because I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And then I went to the doctor. It was very straightforward and simple. Tested my blood sugar, said I had diabetes. I was admitted, I think, for about a week, maybe less. I can't actually even remember. And then I carried on with my life. <laughs> what In those first couple of weeks where all these things were going on, can you just give me, if you can remember, it's been such a long time ago, Shirley, if you can, re- if you can remember what... I mean, those are you. You listed a number of things that would send me to the doctor, but why does it take two weeks? I don't know. I suppose, oh, like you're young, and I don't had I had no reason to think I was had diabetes. Um, yeah, like that didn't cross my mind at all. And then eventually, yes, my mom did come to fetch me. I said I needed to go to the doctor, so she came and actually fetched me, and. Yeah, we went to the doctor, our usual, like our what we call our GP, so our general practitioner. So he had been our family doctor for many years, mm-hmm. and he did a finger prick immediately. And, yeah, yeah. And it was straightforward. You have type 1 diabetes. There wasn't any, like, I've listened to a lot of people that have, like, a misdiagnosis or something like that, but it was a pretty straightforward, easy cut and dry, yeah, type 1 diabetes diagnosis. I must be a baby. I'll tell you, I looked up at the sky one day, saw some, like, floaters in my vision. I was at the doctor four hours later. I just thought I needed glasses. (laughs) (laughs) My knee hurt, and I tried my best for two weeks to rehab it, and when it didn't get better, I went right to a surgeon and got it fixed. (laughs) I think, like, also, to be honest, the increased thirst started, like, after being out for, like, going out with my friends and drinking. So I thought I had a hangover. Okay. Oh, so you were, (laughs) surely. In that very first, when I first got the increased, like, thirst, I didn't really, like, yeah. But also, no reason to think I would have had diabetes no. as well. So. Well, no, of course not. But is the detail that's missing in this story that you were drunk for those two weeks? Not the entire two weeks, no. <laughs> I see. Okay. Just the, the before the first started. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. So, I mean, you sound pretty, um, I don't know, relaxed about it, I guess. So you just head back to school and begin. But 20 years ago, what did that mean? You were shooting twice a day? Uh, no, I had um, Lantus and Nova Rapid. Oh, wow, cool. Or Humalog, whichever one I had, I can't remember. And a glucometer, yeah, and that was it. Were you counting yeah, carbs? I had, sorry? Were you counting carbs? Yes, so I'm actually a dietitian by profession, mm-hmm. and I was in my second year becoming a dietitian. So I had some knowledge, (laughs) not a lot, but some. How did that knowledge help you when you were drinking directly from a keg, Shirley? (laughs) 
Uh, that was before my diagnosis. <laughs> I changed. I changed. <laughs> I stopped drinking. Well, did you? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I didn't drink in any great amount after that. No. You know, I'm very responsible. <laughs> have you always been? I think so. Yeah. Do you know Arden is now at college, like maybe five weeks now? Yes. Right. I listened to. Oh, before she podcast. left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so it the the boys are starting, they're swarming. Okay. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. And, and um, and she's like knocking them back mostly. But she she texts <laughs> she texts me one day and she says, um, this boy came up to me in class, and you know I I, I didn't know what he wanted at first, and I realized you know he was hitting on me, and then he asked to walk <laughs> me back to my dorm, and I said no thank you, and then he said well we're in the same <laughs> dorm, so I'm just gonna walk with you, and she's like you really don't need to, and then he did, and you know in the course of the walk he he offered her. Uh, uh, drugs to as an as an as an enticement to date, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like imagine if a man came up to you and said, "Shirley, will you marry me? I have a home." And you'd think, "Oh, okay. Well, I might have a home then if I married this man. If I don't have my own home." <laughs> he was like, "Will you go out with me? I have acid." Oh, that's that's not a good idea. <laughs> well, what a come on! First of all, eighteen-year-old boys don't know what they're doing, right? That's- yeah, no. But but I would stay away from that. Person. Let me yeah yeah yeah. Let me tell you why I told you the story. Because she says to me, "I don't need that problem. I have enough trouble with my health, and I don't <laughs> want to drop dead because I don't know what I'm doing." And I realized I don't know if Arden doesn't want to do drugs or she doesn't want her blood sugar to get low. I can't tell the difference. But <laughs> you know, but she was just like she was like that was she's re- she's responsible. <laughs> she is, but how does that even happen? I don't know. Um, but well, any- she's had like diabetes for a long time. So I, I think like as much as parents do stuff for their children with diabetes, they, you do have a sense of responsibility that other people don't. Right. No, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I, without the diabetes, she still thought it was a, a weird come on. I don't, don't get yeah. That is a weird. Yeah. yeah. I, let me tell you the rest of it. He waits like a week and tries again. And <laughs> she says, you know, I'm still not interested, but thank you. And he goes, I guess I'm going to have to get used to, uh, or he goes, I think I'm going to have to lower my expectations. And she goes, yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, so you're back at school, but you're in your nutrition mind now and you take things seriously, it sounds like. So management back then, no CGM, obviously. Um, no. Do you know how it was going? Do you remember A1Cs at the time? Give me a moment of your attention and then I'll get you right back to Shirley. Dexcom makes a continuous glucose monitor. Do you know what that is? It's a device you wear that can tell the speed, direction, and number of your blood sugar. So if, for instance, why don't I open my phone? And I'll look at Arden's blood sugar on her Dexcom. It is actually 2 o'clock in the morning right now because I procrastinated today. And Arden's blood sugar is 98. It is stable. It is neither rising or falling. I see that on my iPhone. The number, the arrow, which tells me she's stable. It's beautiful. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you? Where is Arden right now? Um, In her bed, I think. But I still can see her blood sugar. I'm not in her room. I'm not calling her on the phone. 
because you can share blood sugars with up to 10 followers with a Dexcom. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. You can also set alerts. For instance, Arden's low alarm is set at 70. Her high alarm is set at 120. That's on my phone. On her phone, her low alarm is set at 70. Her high alarm is set at 130. Little beep when you hit that number, you get to that threshold, and it lets you know, oh gosh, I'm going up or I'm going down. How does it do that? The beeps have different tones. You learn them. Beep, beep, high. Beep, 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 low. How do you know that? I know that because I've been using Dexcom along with my daughter for so many years, and I really think you would love it. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com to Dexcom. And my next sponsor, Omnipod. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. You get two great options with Omnipod. You want to kind of go old school? Get the Omnipod dash, put in your settings, you make all your decisions. Or check out the new Omnipod 5. It's an algorithm. It works with the Dexcom G6 right now. And it's terrific. You put in your settings, but then you start telling it, hey, look, this is how many carbs I'm having. It says, this is how much insulin I think you should have. And it just kind of does it. It's ridiculous. And then if later it thinks you need more insulin, it gives you more. If it thinks you need less, it takes it away and tries to stop low blood sugars. Omnipod 5 is absolutely terrific. Whether you want the Omnipod Dash or the Omnipod 5, my link is the way to go. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You can learn everything you need to know there. You can get started, ask for, I think you can ask for something. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff you can do on there. Just go check it out. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic website. You're going to see my face when you first log on. Just ignore that. Don't let it scare you. Scroll right down get to that good Omnipod information. Once again, when you use my links, you're supporting the show and helping to keep it free and plentiful. And I really appreciate that. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Use the links. Support the show. Let's get back to Shirley. I eventually am going to ask her about sharks. And at some point, I'll explain the stupid title of this episode. Uh, I think in the beginning, like pretty good in the sixes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I suppose, I don't know. Maybe I did have a bit of like a honeymoon phase. Um, I think my highest HbA1c since diagnosis has been about 9%, around 9%. Okay. And that was before I went on to a pump. How long yeah. were you injecting? Um, I'm trying to think because I've been on a pump for 11 years now. So, so nine eight years? years? Oh, eight? Nine years? Yeah. Eight years, yeah. Fair amount of time. And yeah. what? Were pumps not available? Were you just not interested? Um, I think at the beginning they weren't available. Or if they were not very easily, or they're still not very easily available here. Um, but not something that was really maybe promoted much. And then for a little while I didn't want to pump. And then I changed my mind and I got one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. For And not want one because of it being stuck to uh, you or that kind of thing? Yeah, maybe. I think this was just maybe just the unknown. Mm -hmm. It's not something you're used to. So, okay. yeah. I think you Possibly. and like, I don't know, maybe a 
couple hundred people might be living in Africa, but that's about it. There's not, or South Africa, excuse me. There's just not a ton of listens down there, but there's a lot more than I thought there would be. So I think there are a few people. I know one or two people that listen. Yeah. That's interesting. I do tell people to listen. Do you, Um, do you think that, do you think that, well, you're, let's see, based on your diabetes and your background, like your professional background, we have mm. every, I don't know, 10 people you approach and say, hey, this is a way to help yourself, blah, blah, blah. How many of them do you think actually are like, uh, leave me alone? And how many do you think get interested and go try? What, to listen to the podcast? Eh, not even or, the podcast, just the idea of like bettering themselves. Of just, it's so, I mean, we have like a, like a different sort of, I don't know, what would I call it, like a setting. So like. I work in like a public health setting, mm-hmm. so government-funded setting, uh, government hospitals, where they barely have access to anything. <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to give the knowledge I have and for people to use it effectively mm-hmm. because they don't have a lot of access. They only have access to the like the NPH and the older insulin, so like um, – yeah, what 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 would you call them? Like your humulin right. R and N, etc. Yeah. And if they get test strips, it's 50 a month. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's very difficult for them. And then also you're dealing with a much lower socioeconomic status. Um, yeah. And also education levels, etc., can be lower, mm-hmm. just depending where you are. Um, so yeah, it's sometimes I think the information I give in my professional setting is very basic and just trying to get people the basic knowledge that's needed. Right. So the the goals are different because of the scenario. Yes. I see. Yeah. Shirley, how long has it been since you were on the podcast? A couple years? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. I'm going to figure out what episode you were on and tell people uh, before because we talked about this a lot more in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah, it's just different settings sort of thing. So you're you're here today, though, to talk about Omnipod 5, right? No, no, no. We don't no. have Omnipod. Oh no! I, no. I, I, I... Um, so the the um, the Medtronic Seven Eighty G. Oh my God! I'm looking not, at the wrong. Not available. Sorry, I'm looking at my <laughs> wrong notes. I'm like, how is she getting Omnipod Five? And then I realized I was on yesterday's notes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It, it we does. don't have Omnipod at all here, right. so it's not an option for right. us. So you're using okay, Jenny and I just talked about this the other day. Sorry for that. Um, no, it's fine. M- Medtronic Seven. 80G? Yes. That's the newest algorithm pump from Medtronic, right? And it's only yes. available overseas from the U.S., right? It's not available in the U.S. yet, I think. No, no, no. Okay. So it's available in Europe, U.K., and we have it. I don't know what other countries. Gotcha. Okay. So how long have you been wearing it for? I have had it for about 18 months now. Oh, okay, great. That's yeah. a good long time for us to talk about. Yeah. Uh, before that, did you have the 770G? No. So no. before that, I had an AccuCheck pump, which was just a, a pump, not an algorithm-based, nothing. Right. Didn't connect to a sensor or anything. So this is your yeah. first your first algorithm? Yes. Shirley's first algorithm. Mm, mm. My first algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible that we're going to name the episode that. And uh, <laughs> so... All right, so you're using, if you're using the 780G, then you're also using their CGM, right? Yes. And what is that called? I am using the Medtronic 
Guardian 3. Guardian 3. Um, yeah, Guardian 3. There is a Guardian 4, but I don't use it. <laughs> Reli- religious <laughs> reasons, surely, or what, why? <laughs> I, 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 I had a trial with it. It just it did not work very well for me. Oh, just my personal experience with it was not very good. Well, we're just so looking I, for we're just looking for your personal experience. So the Guardian yeah. Three is working well for you, and by working well for you, you mean it's giving you results that match your finger sticks and things like that. Yeah, I'd say most of the time. I mean, there are times when it's a bit off, but I mean, it's they are sensors; they're not always hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Or the you know, there's the whole debate on that um but yes most of the time i get pretty like good readings with it okay and it speaks to your pump pump yes and what is the do you know i you know i guess for for just for context i guess omnipod's target range is as low as 110 um tandem control iq is 112 and a half do you know what the one what the target is for the 780g so the 780 is the lowest is 5.5. So sorry, I'm in millimoles. No, um, it's 5.5, or you can do a 6.1 or a 6.7. Okay, hold on. So a I think that's lower than Omnipod Five. I think it's 100. I don't know. Five point. I have a little calculator here on my website. 5.5 is like 99, 100. Yeah. Okay. So that's the lowest it will target. Yes. Does it have any luck keeping you there? Oh, it's like obviously it doesn't keep you there throughout the day. Right. It's, 100% no, of no, the no. Time, it's, it's what it's targeting. But I mean, most of the time, do you feel like you're, you know what I mean? Do you feel like it's working? Yeah. That? So, like, I think, like, my, so, I mean, it works obviously time and range. It just works on the international consensus of the, I think it's the 3.9 to 10. I spend, if I look at like my 14 day average, I'm always above 80% time and range. Mm. Wow. And what's your range you're shooting for? So I've, I mean, I don't change it. So the algorithm, it it looks at the range of 3.9 to 10 millimoles. I'm sorry, you said that a so minute ago. So between yeah. that, yeah. All right. So, so between that, I'm sitting above 80% time and range. Yeah. So 70 and 180 it's, is what it's shooting for, for people who are listening to the millimoles and are like, yes. I don't know what she said. Yes. <clears throat> or for the people overseas who are like, finally, somebody's speaking in millimoles. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get a lot about. People are like, can you translate them on the fly every time people say a number? And I'm like, no, I, I can't. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> Imagine if the whole conversation was just me going, okay, now wait, now you said 68. Hold on a second. That's, I was like, I, 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 I appreciate that that's what people would like, but I, I can't do that. Um, but for this, I wanted to make sure we understood. Okay, so you're staying in that range 80% of the time? Yeah, above 80%. How about lows? I think I'm s- lows. What what range I'm set at, or like how often am I low? How often are you low? Um, I don't think I've had any lows today. <laughs> if that counts, <laughs> uh. there's there's someone who's had diabetes for a long time. <laughs> so far today, it's been fine. <laughs> I'll have a look at my average quickly. <laughs> Thank you. And see where I'm at. So my seven day average, I had two percent lows. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really. Well, that's wonderful. And this is, I'm pulling up a picture of it right now. Okay, so it's a tube pump. 
It's kind of small. It's reminiscent of a lot of older pumps as far as the size. You got a screen on the front. The CGM is on the screen of the pump, I imagine. The data, yeah. Yeah. And okay. then there is an app for your phone mm-hmm. that, like, it's the app currently. It's not very functional. Just it's like a mirror of the screen. So you can bring up your readings onto your phone <clears throat> instead of taking your pump out. So you can kind of look at what's going on on the phone, but you can't make any changes. There's no phone control at this point. No, not at this point. Gotcha. All right. Um, you like it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm quite happy with it. I think it's going pretty well. Um, I mean, obviously, there's always things that you think could be better or could be changed. I'd, I'd really like phone control. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to be able to bolus from my phone, but that's not there yet. So... That, yeah. that was the driving factor in Arden asking me to go back from Omnipod 5 to Loop. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like, I don't want to carry a controller phone. and I want to use my phone. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So um, it was a big deal to her, actually. <clears throat> and they Yeah, all- that is like really something that I wish they would bring out. Yeah, no kidding. Um, how was it? Like not speaking about med- the set, not speaking specifically about this pump, but about algorithms in general. What was it like adjusting from a regular pump to this? Like, where where did you find yourself tripping up, and what did you like immediately? Um, I don't think I had a, like a huge adjustment. So, when you start the pump, it's like a similar. I listened to your Omnipod Five episodes it's pretty similar so you wear it in what they call manual mode for 48 hours and it i don't know collects its data and then after 48 hours it'll switch into what they call smart guard which is the algorithm based mode it switches into that um i didn't have a lot of changes i know when i set it up they said my carb ratios might need to be changed um but I haven't felt like I've needed to change my carb ratios. And I think, yeah, I think my settings were fine. And then once it's in the smart guard or the algorithm, it controls your basal. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any input into that. It learns you over time and does the basal. And then it does auto corrections as well. So when it, it's, um, does the autocorrections automatically so I don't have to use the pump or anything it automatically will correct when it feels it needs to I see so I don't feel like I've had to do much when I, since I switched over when it autocorrects is it moving up basal is it making a bolus how does it handle that it makes a bolus okay so I mean they're generally pretty tiny boluses mm-hmm. so like 0. 0.2 0. 0.3 0. 0.5 yeah just depends <clears throat> Um, but yeah, it, it's make, it does like a little bolus. Arden's sick right now. And we've kind of cranked up the, the loop, you know, uh, yeah. and, you know, told it to work at a higher percentage. Like basically just tell the, the whole, you just override it and say, look, do everything at 140% of how you mm. usually do it. But it's still like, you could see it. It's working its ass off trying to hold her blood sugar down. Cause she's sick and has her period at the same time. And so it's, yeah. it's just auto bolusing these little boluses like every five minutes. Like here's a little more, here's a little more, here's a little, it just, it keeps happening. It's fantastic to watch. Um, Cause you, you realize that without this thing, 
you'd be watching it. You wouldn't it. be doing that. Yeah, your blood sugar would be going up, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, and you try it again, and, you know, it just, you know where you'd be without it. So uh, the reason I asked about your transition is because uh, many people will fight the algorithms in the beginning. Like, their experience, um, you know, managing insulin manually doesn't mimic what they see the algorithm doing, and they, they have a hard time just letting it do it. And I doesn't sound like you had that problem though yeah i like i think i had to have that mindset though that when i started using it that i had to like just when i started it just let it do what it needed to do Mm -hmm. and not interfere with it (laughs) but i can see why um yeah i I understand why people do want to interfere with it because you do things in a certain way Mm -hmm. when you manage manually yeah so i do understand why people do want to like interfere and adjust things and change things and all the rest but i think if you're going to use an algorithm or pump with an algorithm whichever one you use i think you do have to just like let it do its thing as much as possible do you have access to what it's doing can you like visually have you seen people using loop for instance uh yeah, I have kind of seen people using Loop. I haven't really gone much into it, but I've seen on I've seen it a little bit. So, like, what do you mean in terms of access of what it's doing? Like, what? Yeah, like being of- able to see the boluses and where it takes away basil or gives extra basil. Do you like visually see that? Yeah, so it's on the screen. So, like, whether I look at my phone screen on the app or the pump. So it has it basically just has like purple lines, which are the basal insulin so you can see where it stopped basal etc and then it'll have like little blue lines which are the auto boluses it gives when it feels it's necessary mm-hmm. gotcha um, so you can see you can i mean see you it. can't see you can see what the auto bolus was like how many units um the basal you can't see how much it's giving okay I at just, a time i, I find it just, so valuable to watch it happen um that's why i was wondering and yeah, it is. It's very like interesting. Like you'll see like for a whole like hour or so where it doesn't give any basil and you just sort of fun. Yeah. It just carries on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, it, and you can see like on for loop, ex- for example, like you're, it's like, it, you're going to be low and we're going to try to stop this. And, mm. you know, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth between the apps and I look at the Dexcom line and I'll, I'll text art and I'll be like, look, the algorithm's trying to stop a low, like an hour from now, it looks like it's going to get it, or it doesn't look like it's going to get it. And then, you know, like 15 minutes before it's going to go bad, if it's going to go bad, I'll text her and be like, Hey, this isn't like, look at this line, like really look at this. This isn't stopping. Like if you put some, you know, carbs in here, you're going to, it'll be like throwing a parachute on the fall and you'll be able to to bring it in and it's just so i don't know it's so incredibly valuable to be able mm. to see um it's very interesting to like yeah. see how it yeah takes mm. away and gives and yeah so um the reason and the initial reason i asked about it is because oftentimes it freaks people out when they put a bolus in for a meal and then they see the algorithm take the basil away yeah and and then that either works or it doesn't work, but I'm imagining, tell me if I'm wrong, based on your uh, your background, you probably eat fairly well, right? Like reasonably clean, you're probably not eating a ton of carbs or processed food, am I guessing, right? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I don't eat a lot of processed food. 
I do eat carbs, but like I suppose it's other forms of carbs. Um, so I eat reasonably well. Mm-hmm. There are days that I do eat other things that aren't great, but most of the time I'm eating pretty well. Do you see that difference? Like a bolus that doesn't spike is more attached to cleaner food than a bolus that does end up spiking? Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't, I don't enjoy like, I don't know, like takeaway foods and stuff like that. So, but if I do eat that, you can see the difference and like you need a lot more insulin for a lot longer to try and get your blood sugars yeah, or keep them in range. Yeah. We're, we're fighting right now. The one thing that I did not anticipate when Arden went to college, I mean, of all the things that we prepared for was that the food in the cafeteria would be crappy. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> and, and it's funny because the cafeteria is beautiful and the service is beautiful. And it's set up beautifully and you, and it, it, they appear to have a, a, a host of, offerings from you know salads and vegetables up to french fries and but i don't know like what's going on like i don't know if they just sprinkle like high fructose corn syrup on everything or like i I can't i can't tell what's happening but but you know arden you know arden ate very like very well at the house and then you know she'd get carry out food sometimes but it wasn't every day and we knew how to handle it but it at college, it's like every meal feels like takeout food. Yeah, I think like, especially like, what's like institutionalized food. I think it's like often the preparation is probably like quite high in fat where you don't realize it. Like, I don't know. I, I, th- I feel like it still can be like more like fast food than normal food that you prepare at home. <laughs> oh, I, I think so too. I'm like, I she she said, she told me. She goes, I think these people found a way to make broccoli bad for you. And I was like, gotcha. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference in like just making your own food at home versus buying yeah. everything. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's just it was instantaneous, obvious, and it's proving out every meal. So it's just, and I don't know what to do about it. I mean, she's not going to not go to college and she's a freshman. She doesn't have a car with her. And even if she did, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to ask her to, you know, become a sous chef. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'll maybe she'll like, I don't know. I suppose over time you'll adjust to the different, the different options and the things she chooses of what she eats there. Yeah. I have, I, I have gone like, Hey, are you. The other day, she wouldn't even tell me what she ate. <laughs> She's, I was like, Arden, do you need help with this? And she goes, I'm fine. And I was like, I don't know if you've seen your CGM, but I, I don't think you're right about that. <laughs> and she's she's like, I've got it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then later I said, hey, if you just tell me what you ate, I might be able to help you with the bolus. And she just didn't answer me. I was like, oh, God, I wonder what she ate. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like it's also that time when you go away from home and you kind of just like you want to do your own thing and – yeah, I don't know. So I'm she'll sure. have times. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. And we're doing a good job of keeping a balance of, like, I'm not upper butt constantly. I, I mm. kind of choose moments where I'm like, you know, now I think I should say something or, you know, like I'll say to Kelly, I'm like, you know, her blood sugar has been like 170 for three hours since she ate. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to text her. And uh, I'm like, hey, Arden, uh, have you looked at your blood sugar? I'm doing my homework. And I'm like, uh, okay, you could probably still look at your blood sugar while you're doing your homework. And then she, 
she looks and she's like, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it is her favorite phrase. Like the other day she said, she said, dad, I've got it. And I answered, I was like, bullshit. No, you don't. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to lie to each other here. Like, this is not going well. Like, let me help. And then she, it's funny. She got a cold. Like she's real stuffy and doesn't feel well. And as soon as that happened, she's like, she's now very receptive to me helping again. It's in, it's yeah, because she's sick, so she needs yeah. <laughs> she needs like, her parents when she's sick. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm in over my head. I'll let this old guy text me. I sent her a text the other day, and I said, you know, there are people who would pay me for this advice, <laughs> and you're not taking it. <laughs> I mean, I must say, like, so uh, with with the 780G, I, ha- I don't really get sick often, so I haven't really been s- sick. Mm-hmm. So I haven't noticed, yeah, like I haven't been sick, sick, where it would affect my blood sugars. Um, so I don't know how it copes when somebody's really sick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she's, I'm not- she's like, I don't even know how I got sick. She's like, no one else is sick. Just me. And, and Arden doesn't get sick frequently at all. Obviously, you guys have super immune systems. It's hard to get you sick. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, like I don't get I don't get sick often. I also work in a hospital, so I'm exposed to so many things that I think my immune system is just constantly working. Working. Yeah. Plus, it was strong enough to beat up your pancreas. It could definitely take care of the common <laughs> cold, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Um, well, I just want to tell you, not that you care, but I imagine the people at Medtronic are thrilled that we're talking about this. Like, they're like, finally, <laughs> this guy. Shame. I did think shame. Like, they, they don't give much... Um, uh air on your show <laughs> you know you know what's funny is that people don't come on like i listen i don't know why obviously maybe people are drawn to the show who use certain stuff because arden uses it i have no idea but specifically like outside of the show like inside of the show like you and i i'd have all these conversations in the world i wish people more people would contact me with them as far as ads go i have like a non like I, I have a non-compete with people that I sign stuff with. So if you come to me yeah. and you're like, Shirley's like, I'm a nutritionist and I want to buy ads on the show, I will tell you no problem. And part of the deal is I won't take ads from other people who do what you do. Yeah. And, and so, um, but I don't know. Like maybe I should stop being so kind. I'll, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> I'll be like. <laughs> I think also with Medtronic, I mean, they had the 670G, which was their first – I don't know, algorithm pump. I had a very brief experience with it. Um, I did a trial with it for like two weeks. It wasn't like the greatest. Oh. The 780G is 100 times better. But I, I only had a very brief experience with the 670G, so I probably shouldn't even comment on it. Um, but you're wondering. But I suppose you're- like maybe – I don't know. Maybe people are drawn to other products because the 670G wasn't – the greatest, mm. but it was their first. Well, like, I I often give an them, algorithm. I, I often give them credit for being first with that because it's yeah. a, it's a brave world you're jumping into, and you know you're like, oh, I, you, you imagine this isn't going to go great. Uh, maybe maybe you're saying they weren't excited to tell people about the 670G, but the 780, they're like, yes, now we're getting out there, and and now they've got it going overseas, and it's got to come to America soon, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, so what I understand, so they have the 770G in America, which is basically the 670G, <laughs> but 
when the 780G is available. So the pump, you can upgrade the software. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a software upgrade to the 780. That's interesting. To the new algorithm, I think. I mean, like I could stand to be corrected on that, but I think that's what will happen once they're allowed to, I don't know, have the 780G within the USA. I think it's just a software upgrade if you're on the 770G. Yeah, I don't know if 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 Medtronic's looking for some free advice from me. You might want to hire a couple of, like, I don't know, people to sit in a room and come up with a name that that I, I can remember that isn't a bunch of numbers <laughs> and a letter slung together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that like I, I mean, not for nothing. I, I I I can remember Guardian. That's a that's one. Like Guardian. That's your sensor. I, I can remember that. Six seventy G, six sixty G, seven seventy, seventy eight, like what the hell? Like I don't know. But I, I do know that this one I've heard Jenny's told me about it too. She's like, you know, I talk to people overseas who are having, yes, you know, some good good luck with it, um, at, with that. So where is yeah, your? Yeah, I think because also the six seventy G, from what I know about it, like it had like a lot of alarms. It would kick you out of the algorithm quite often. It would all randomly ask for blood glucose levels. This pump, I mean, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I stay in the algorithm, but like generally 100% of the time, um, unless I've physically gone out of it for whatever reason. Right. Do you but, do you do that sometimes? Do you sometimes leave the algorithm to be more aggressive or something like that? No, I actually don't. Um, I think the only time I've gone out of it for a short while is uh, if I haven't changed my sensor quick enough, like when my sensor's expired. Oh, I see. Okay. So, the, so you're yeah. without a sensor for a while, so you just go into manual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense too. So it's basically, I mean, it's a very similar experience to what I'm hearing people talk about with Tandem and Omnipod and all that stuff. You're having a fairly, like when you see people talking about it, you think, oh, I'm I'm having about the same experience. Yeah, I would I'd say so. I also used Tandem for a very short period of time before I got this pump. So like originally I had motivated with my medical insurance for a Tandem pump, which they wouldn't give me. And then they wanted me to take the 670G, which I refused to take because they were launching this one. So then they gave me this. So that's a whole different story or insurance thing. But yeah, I originally actually had motivated for Tandem because I also trialed that for a short period of time with the Control IQ. So you were wearing that with the G6? Yeah. Dexcom. Okay. And did you like that? I did, actually. I really liked it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Shirley, Shirley, are you trying to say that if you had your druthers, you would still have your tandem control IQ with Dexcom G6? Well, if it had been approved, yes, I wouldn't. Have, I would have had it, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't have ever experienced the 780G, so I wouldn't have known any better. Well, I wouldn't have known anything about it, so yeah. Okay, well, now you know. Which one do you want? I don't know. I, I think either one, really. They yeah. both do a really good job. Nice. Um yeah, I think either. I, f- I f- like. I feel like the tandem pump's just a little bit smaller, which I did like. Just form factor because you're wearing it's a tube yes. pump, so you have to carry this yeah. the controller with you, right? So that's the only thing. Like, I do feel like they could really redesign their pump. It's a little bit bulky, in my opinion. <laughs> what a marketing tag! It's a little bulky, <laughs> but other people don't have issues with it. So <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's different. <laughs> Well, no, I, I actually think this is 
I mean, I think this is exciting and I'm enjoying hearing what you're saying because the truth is, is that not everybody can have access to one pump or the other or one CGM or the other. And the more people who are using these algorithms, I think the better off, you know, people with diabetes are going to be. I mean, what's your A1C right now? It's 6.2. Oh, that's amazing. How much effort are you putting into being, uh, into having diabetes? I don't, not a, like a lot. I mean, I still pre-bolus. I've also just started using Fiesp, um, but I still pre-bolus. I do all like that kind of thing. Um, if I am eating a meal that's pretty high in fat because there's no extended bolus when you're in the algorithm, when you're in Smart God, I, I do tend to do like a split bolus. So like just remembering to give myself some more insulin about an hour, hour and a half later to help to um, decrease that fat rise later. Yeah, you have to. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people think if they put a pump on with an algorithm, they'll do absolutely nothing for yeah. their diabetes, which is not really true. Right. That's why I asked the question, because I do feel like this is a, I mean, what would we call this right now? Uh, you know, a new day uh, in diabetes pumping. There's so yeah. many algorithms ready now. And I do think that is what most people expect. Like, there's a person in my Facebook page today who's wearing Omnipod 5 for the first day. Their kid is, I think. So, like, on to the second day. And they're like, well, the first day it was too high. And I was up all night and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, they tell you that the first day, the first pot is, like, data collection. Like, why are you? Yeah. But they're already judging the whole thing based on the first 12 hours. And I'm like, did you listen to the episode? Like, I laid it all out in the episode. And the answer is, oh, I heard it. So you heard the episode, you knew what to expect, you knew how this worked, the trainer probably told you to, and you're still upset by it. Fascinating. <laughs> like, And then also, because uh, I feel like Omnipod 5 and the 780G are similar in terms of the way they do their basal, or how the algorithm does the basal, mm -hmm. where you're kind of wearing it in manual mode for like that 48 hours, and then it starts to um, do it itself. But the longer you wear it... I feel like the better it gets. Yeah. Well, the, the Omnipod 5 is not in manual when you first put it on. Well, yeah. But it's in like it's a learning process. I just... A learning I, process, I'm yeah. sorry. I sit through a lot of trainings with lawyers. I just heard my... I just heard a lawyer tell me, make sure you say that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. But I... So it's learning, basically. Yeah. I took your point, just so you know. I understood what you were yes. saying. Um yeah, it, yeah, right. So it, it's figuring things out in those first number of days and then starting to apply it. And then Omnipod 5 is interesting. Like it takes what it what it figured out with the pod you're wearing now and it applies it to the next one. And then it figured what that pod experience yeah. they applies to the next one again. It's, it's in, And they're all sort of in their infancy, which is terrific because that means there's a lot of ceiling as long as they all keep pushing towards that ceiling. Because, I mean... Medtronic's a good example, right? Like you just said, the 780G, what'd you say, is like a thousand times better than the other one you wore? I feel so. Yeah. Because also it does the autocorrections. So, I mean, I don't have to, it just does it. So, you know, I don't have to do that myself. I don't have to go into look at the bolus, whatever it's called, the bolus calculator to see if it's going to autocorrect. It just does that automatically. So, you don't have to think about that either. You don't have to look at your blood glucose and think, oh, I better see if it needs to give a correction. It just automatically does it. So I think those autocorrections on top of the basal that's being managed by the algorithm are really great as well. Yeah. 
Well, and listen, the, of all the things that it is for you, it's covered by your insurance, right? I well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> South African medical insurance is a bit of a. It was motivated for, and it took a lot of. Um, trying to get it. So, I mean, I was refused the tandem based on the Dexcom cost, basically. Mm-hmm. So the cost of the Dexcom was the biggest issue. Um, so, yeah, th- there's no, like, clear, what would I say, like, no clear um, Pathway? funding. Oh, funding. There's okay. no clear funding for insulin pumps or CGMs. So they don't actually have to fund it. it it's yeah. But you were able to finagle this and get it through. Yes. Yeah. How much effort in time did it take you to get this covered? A lot. Months? Many months. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and is that the so do you think other people in South Africa could achieve what you did if they knew how to go about it or no? Uh I mean there's there's been progress made with some medical insurance in terms of funding sensors. They fund up into a certain amount for sensors. Um and they fund pumps, they all kind of fund it in a little bit of a different way. Um but then the medical insurance I'm with, they funded mine fully, but not other people. So I don't I don't even know what they base it on. Hmm. I don't know if they just suck it out their thumb. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I just annoyed them too much that I keep on at them for like ever um, until I'm happy with what I'm getting. But yeah, I, I honestly don't really know what basis they actually yeah decide on their funding. You know? Just literally, just you just beat on them until they said yes. Yes. Hey, real Pretty quick, much. Shirley, I'm just reading from the internet. I was born and raised in South Africa. We frequently use the term to suck it out of one's thumb, implying that an answer <laughs> was just a wild guess or the notion had no evidence, but was rather just surmise. You know, here. I'm oh, sorry, is, is, is that not a term used anywhere else? <laughs> I, I mean, I guessed what you were saying, but I think the closest okay. thing I can think of for America would be pull it out of their ass. I guess is one that would. I guess pull it out of their ass and suck it out of their thumb. Well, now we're talking about thumbs and asses and sucking, so it doesn't sound right to me. But uh, um, but I think that's uh, more of an apple's apples. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, what is she saying? Sorry, no. I, I I don't even think like no. Know, it's weird how there's like different. Yeah. What are they called? Like colloquialism? Yeah. I don't know what it's called. In well, different yeah. places. Yeah, colloquial phrases. Look at you. Oh, I, I see. I know I, some stuff. <laughs> I only know that word because my publisher used it on the jacket of my book. And it made me look okay. it up. I was like, wait, what do I have? I have colloquial wisdom. I do? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So, see, I know a big word. Yeah. That's where I learned. That's how I learned it. Um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. I just imagined like you live on a beautiful beach and there's sharks. It's pretty much what I think of where you live. I don't. I don't even know if that's true. Uh, no. So, I mean, I work like pretty much on the beach, mm. but I don't, I don't live far. Like, I mean, it's a 20 minute drive to the beach. Yeah. No, that's pretty nice, actually. Um, <laughs> but there's not a lot of sharks and things. Stop well, I it. mean, there are sharks, but they're walking I on the know. beach. You know it. <laughs> what? The sharks? Yeah, of course. Upright on their tails, just wandering around <laughs> in like board shorts. And sunglasses. That's how I see it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, there's sharks. 
I mean, obviously there's sharks, but like they're not like swimming on the shore. What time of year is it there right now? It's like spring, I suppose. It's spring for you. Okay. Yeah. It's <sighs> just yeah, hot. Hot. How hot is spring? Mm. Um, it depends on the day. I can tell you what our temperature was today. We had a high of 27 um, um, degrees. Um, Celsius, sorry. Yeah, 27. So it's about 80 here. That sounds nice. Yeah. Warm, but comfortable. Well, still a bit comfortable. The humidity hasn't hit yet. Oh, the humidity. Yeah, it's not as humid yet. Summer is pretty unbearable with humidity. Shirley, how is life so close to being good that it's not? Nice and warm, good sun, <laughs> but humid, right? Or people, like, you know what I mean? Like, lovely, but then something inside of them breaks and doesn't work, and now you need insulin to come in through a pump. Like, we're always so close to it being like, this is perfect. So close. Yeah. I mean, and- if you really want to know... Where I live, winter's the best season. Because it's not, it's not that cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like the perfect temperature. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I don't want to be like mugged by a shark, so I'm not sure what to do about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Do you leave uh, very often or no? Sorry? Do you travel? Oh, uh, like elsewhere, like what, in the world or like? Yeah. Like, do you leave with- South Africa frequent- with any frequency? Well, I haven't in the last few years because of COVID. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. <laughs> no one's been going anywhere. Um, I have been to the States and I've been to the United Kingdom and France and Italy. I think that's all. Very nice. My wife went to Paris uh, two weeks ago for work and came back with French COVID. So <laughs> we stuffed her into a room and did not let her out. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, <laughs> it was a shame for her. I still have a shame. No, I haven't had any COVID yet. So I have not either. I'm I'm very happy about that. My son and I were like, she's sick. And we're like, are you sick? And she's like, I think I'm sick. I'm like, all right. So we like jammed a COVID test in her nose. Well, we didn't. We made her do it. And then she's like, oh, it's positive. And we're like, oh, okay. We all held our breath and shoved her upstairs. We were like, shame. go away. I was like, open the windows. So we... What? <laughs> I don't even feel like we do much COVID testing here anymore anyway. So, mm. Well, we had a couple in the house. I don't know why, honestly. And I was just like, test her. And then uh, she, I think she must have spent almost a full week upstairs. Like, I slept in Arden's bed. I texted Arden. I was like, I'm sleeping in your bed. And she's like, do not sleep in my bed. I'm like, too late. I'm laying in your bed right now. I'm sleeping in your bed. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I don't feel like we do like a lot of COVID testing here anymore mm-hmm. I, I don't even think we ever had home kits so yeah. yeah the the illness for her was not i mean she was sick and she was tired and she had a sore throat but not as bad as like for instance uh like a, a friend of mine you know somebody i do work with got it coming back from europe i, I believe coming back from europe and said the sore throat was unbearable so I yeah i have heard that because it hits but, different people i mean I think, yeah, I think it's different for different people. I don't think it's as, like, what would it be, like, as... Certainly not like it was a couple years ago. was, yeah, yeah, when it first started. Yeah, anyway, she's fine now. I mean, by fine, I mean, she she lived through it. You know what I mean? (laughs) At the height of the illness, I was like, how many sit-ups would I have to do to start dating again? You know what I mean? Just in case something went wrong, Shirley. (laughs) Just in case. Well, you know, I'm too young to be by myself, (laughs) don't you think? So. Just in case. Yeah. I always tell the kids. You wouldn't like, want to hear that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
You think she gives a sh- you think she cares? Surely we've been together a really long time. You don't think she's like, yeah, if I died, I died. I'd get away from this guy for a little bit. <laughs> anyway. All right. Is there what else should we be talking about about the uh 780G? I don't know. Is there anything else you want to know? I mean, it does like the normal pump things. Yeah, I mean I it, you you basically just came on and were like, hey, look, it does what you're expected to do. And it, yeah, it's working well I mean, for me. I- I think I'm having a good experience with it, but maybe other people don't. I don't know. I have started using Fiasp with it. I don't notice a huge difference with Fiasp. Like, I don't I don't know. No. no it, yeah. Well, don't you think people imagine it's going to just work, like, instantaneously? Instantly. Yeah. And, well, that's how it's marketed. I feel like that's how it's marketed, yeah. which is not really great. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I don't li- say things like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I like the way it worked. For Arden, of course, she couldn't keep using it because it stung, like it burned her. Um, oh, really? Yeah, just, I don't have, I don't have that. Yeah, no. apparently, either you do or you don't. And um, okay. I have heard some people say that um, they use it and it works really well, but then it sort of tails off, and over time, you don't get the same kind of jump from it. I don't know if that's accurate, but I have heard it enough from people. Okay. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. But um, yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, I feel like the only other things that it really has, which most of the algorithm pumps have, but I know like, um, what do they call it on tandem exercise mode or whatever, Mm -hmm. like this, you can set a temp target if you're going to exercise. And I think it goes to 8.3. So it tries to keep you at 8.3. And then it also won't give any auto corrections in that time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. It's a nice setting. Yeah, and then you can adjust the um, active insulin time so it can go as low as two hours. I think it's anything from two to four hours. That's interesting. You would think that that wouldn't be. It's interesting that they give you access to that adjustment. Yeah, so you can set it as what you want. And I think when they set it up, so like from my um, experiences, when they set it up to like optimize it, they make you go to obviously the lowest, the 5.5 target range Mm -hmm. and the two hour active insulin time. Um, I think because then it will autocorrect quicker, but I I mean, I'm not, I don't know the actual. You know, I've heard a number of people who are, are involved in looping, like say, you can they they now believe from watching the algorithm work that insulin is in you for six hours. Well, I do feel so. Mine is not. I I did have it set at two hours, and I've actually changed that setting. Um, I think it's on three hours now. It's not like a huge yeah. difference, but um, I definitely think it is there for much longer than mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, obviously, if you make the action time shorter, then the algorithm gets more aggressive. Because yeah. it, it believes the insulin's gone sooner. Gone. Yeah. But, but then you do, you, I would experience like I'd then like sort of almost crash eventually. Because well, it'll be correcting. Too much. And then I'd obviously have too much insulin. Yeah. Two hours shocked me. I thought, I thought, how mm-hmm. did you keep it at two hours? That doesn't sound like doable. But so yeah, that, you can go as low as two hours. Right. You weren't though. And it's, it's a, it's a setting that is adjustable by mm-hmm. the user. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but so, you don't yeah. get, but you don't, I guess it makes it, well, what I, the way I was just thinking about it was like more like looping, like, like, okay, I guess you could make that more aggressive and then make some of the other settings weaker. And maybe you could find a balance there, but in the, 
in the 780G, you have access to the insulin action time, but you don't have access to other settings, do you? Uh, so, I mean, like your correction, what is it, insulin sensitivity factor or your correction factor, that's adjustable, your carb ratios. Okay. Um, so you, yeah. you, you do have a lot of all. autonomy inside of the algorithm to make changes to it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just obviously then like when you first put it on, you have it at your set, whatever your basal was mm-hmm. prior to. Yeah. And then after that, I don't, I think those 48 hours is just learning. And then after that, it doesn't consider that those basal rates, it, it does its own. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's where there's a lot of similarity with Omnipod 5 then too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that does the same thing. Like you tell it on day one, like my basal rates one and it'll decide later that, well, that's not what you need or, you know, you, yeah, need, you exactly. need it here yeah. or not there. So now, I mean, it's all very exciting. Like I just hope they keep Yeah. It and then, I mean, it does. So like if you're out of the algorithm, so between like sensor changes, because there's a two hour warm up, plus you got to charge the transmitter. So you have a four hour window where it just reverts to a, I don't know what basal rate, but it, it keeps you within the algorithm but it doesn't keep adjusting. It's like a set basal rate. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. So oh. within those four hours. So if you take longer than those four hours to put on a new sensor, et cetera, then it'll kick you out the algorithm. If you take, say that again. So like when you're doing a sensor change, so you won't have sensor readings, it'll keep you on the algorithm for four hours. Um. But in that time, it, it gives like a set sort of basal and it doesn't do auto corrections because obviously it has no data, glucose data feeding to it. Got it. Yeah. And then after four hours, if you haven't got a new sensor on, then it will kick you out the algorithm. Then so, you just go back to manual. Right. I do Whatever that. your setup was. That's how I handle Arden's. Like when Arden changes the sensor, I'm like, just to open the loop because we know our settings are pretty good and it won't auto bolus that way. And then I just, yeah. I just have her test, which sometimes she does and sometimes she doesn't, um, you know, during the two hours. But okay, well, that makes sense. So it's using it's using historical data to kind of float you through the sensor change. Yeah, so yeah, you've just got that like four hour time period. Yeah. And then it all, so as soon as it stops getting um, sensor readings, you have four hours before it will exit the smart guard. And then kick you back to manual. Yeah. How long does it take for the Guardian sensor to uh, spin up? Sorry? How long does it take for the Guardian sensor to come online when you change it? So it's a, got a two-hour warm-up. Two hours. Okay. Um, but the transmitter needs to be charged between the oh. changes. Oh, okay. So that takes about an hour, I find. Oh. I mean, that is like like something also they, they could really improve on their sensors. I know there is in the pipeline, there is a new sensor that's meant to be, I don't know when it would be, ever be released, but it is in the pipeline. But yeah, that like having to charge the transmitter just delays the mm-hmm. whole You can just situation. say it sucks, right, Troy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not it that works. Bad. It's not that bad. It works. Like, I, I mean, there's times when it's off, but I have worn Dexcom and there were times when Dexcom's off. Like it's, I feel like it's a normal sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have a good experience with the newest, the Guardian 4. It just didn't seem to work for me at all. I don't know what was wrong, but 
the Guardian 3, I'd say like 90% of the time is doing a good job. Nice. Well, that's excellent. Good. I mean, in the end, what you have is what you have. You get very accustomed to it at some point. Um, yeah, you, you do. Know, yeah. A lot of it's just, I don't know. Like, it's it's personal preference. Like, do I want tubing? Do I not want tubing? It's a personal mm-hmm. preference thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's there are plenty of people using tube pumps or don't think twice about it having tubing. And you Yeah, know I, mean? I mean, like, I, I don't really think about it, but we don't have the option of Omnipod, so I don't actually, we don't even have that option. So we have to have tubed, so... Do you think would like you, I don't even think about it anymore? Yeah, if it was available, do you think you'd want to try it? Yeah, I like trying the different things. Yeah. I think it would be nice to just try it, just I, to see. I definitely, I definitely feel that about you. By the way, you're very like, <laughs> like you're sensible, but you're like, I'll give it a whirl. It's fine. <laughs> I like it. It's yeah, nice I mean, thing. like if I had, yeah, I suppose if you have access to try all the different things, I would happily try them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd wear all the senses if I could at one time just to see what they all say. Oh, that would be interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> so, like, I'd put this on. I've worn a Dexcom and a Medtronic sensor at the same time, just out of... And? Yeah, because I they, had them. Were they close? Yeah, they were. I think, I think well, like, for me, the Dexcom... What, how can I say it? So, the initial, the first, like, 24 hours, I think it leveled out a lot quicker than the the guardian does um but once they've working well they were pretty similar good now i mean you know you would i mean the the pretty far generations of, i mean are we're in now like dexcom five six you know seven's coming soon mm. actually seven's available in places in europe already and then there's Li- yeah, libre three i've heard we you know i heard we're getting seven like next month so yeah. i don't know if we are aren't the Dexcom G7. It's super interesting, isn't it? It doesn't usually go that yeah. way. It doesn't usually go outside of US, then US with Dexcom. Yeah. So it's uh, nice for you. Get ahead a little bit. So I, I, I don't know. Waiting to see. Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, I'm hearing good things about Libre 3 from people, too. Yes. that's We we still only have the um, Libre 1, I think it is. We don't even have two. So I don't even know why they haven't. Come on, South Africa. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know. How big is that country? It, Can't that even... has been marketed like quite extensively in South Africa and a lot of people use it. So I don't know why they haven't moved on to the next generation of it. Right. South Africa is only 470 470,000 square miles. We can't get people Libre 2 at least? What the heck? <laughs> you should start a revolution, yeah. Shirley. I don't know why. I can't. Come I don't know help why you. they. I'm busy, but I if have you... no idea. I don't know what like. I don't know what approval they need. I don't really know all that stuff. You need a sign. Or, or if something. there's, or if there's not a market. I don't know. I feel like there's not. I suppose we don't have a huge market because not a not a lot of people have access to no, CGMs. Yeah, I know. So maybe maybe like having a Libre two is not worth their while. Hmm. It sucks. It really does. I wish everybody could have this stuff. Honestly. Um, so do I. Yeah. Okay. Well, Shirley, if that's uh, if you're done, I'm done. I think this was terrific. I appreciate you doing it very much. Yeah, I think that's all. I mean, I don't think there's any other. I think maybe yeah, it was just to like say they they have vastly improved on their original algorithm based pump. So if anybody's on the fence about Medtronic, they, the 780G is a vast improvement. 
That's excellent. Um, you were on episode 414. It's called Durban. Okay. Story, just in case yeah. people are wondering. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I try an algorithm. That's my, that's my opinion. You know, really. Is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't care which one. I you think, get. I think it would like for anybody, it, it gives a, some improvement. I mean, there's still inputs. I think people need to realize you still have to have input, but um, there's some like it'll improve your quality of life. Yeah, I see them lot. work the best on like prepubescent kids where there's not a lot of um, hormones happening. There, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, you know, and then once you kind of are through your growing period again, if you, you're eat reasonably well like they they work really really great i mean that's the one thing you know good i think for like females if they could like um i don't know somehow sink like a something for your cycle into the pump (laughs) i don't know how i don't know how these things work but i mean i think that would be helpful well surely listen i want people working on all kinds of things around that i prefer listen i think you should probably have like a like a small warning light on your forehead what do you think of that (laughs) so that other people know what's happening you know and uh and maybe they could approach you differently for example like yeah yeah maybe but i mean i think the pump like the pump companies need to like i don't know integrate some sort of data somehow yeah like so that it's like a hoo-ha alert button or something like that where you go oh my god but 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 honestly what it needs to know is it needs to know the the time before the period right it needs to know when you're ovulating it needs to know after the period's over like there's i mean for a lot of women you're gonna see Mm. almost three different insulin needs a month don't you think i think so yeah now well i and yeah no lie somebody should try like just the, well, they must be able to. There's so many like tracking apps, and I don't know. You can track your period on your Garmin watch. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's some of those health straps are um, measuring like ovulation and periods by body temperature. Yeah, they must be able to. Yeah. Um, or like integrate like your Apple Health or something because you can track on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just like so many. But I suppose maybe it's. I'll tell you right now, you get a couple of women who have type 1 diabetes, put them in charge of these uh, research and development portions of these companies, and I guarantee you somebody will start looking into it really quickly. I yeah. feel like there must be a way to integrate it somehow the setting on the pump so yeah. that if you're female, you can switch that setting on. <laughs> well, it would be very nice because if I wasn't helping my daughter right now, illness and a period at the same time, she's only 18. She wouldn't know what to do. She'd be making herself crazy, bolusing constantly and just would never get her anywhere. So, um, but I mean, a lot of like, it's not only her. I mean, there's there's plenty of females that don't even consider it. Well, they, I don't think they don't consider it, but they don't actually like look at the patterns or look. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah, well, if you don't you know, just be like, oh my goodness, I'm so high. I don't know why I'm high. I'm like, well, you can track your cycle. You can, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. a way to figure it out. No, no, I agree with you. I think that a lot of people because they don't know what some of the variables could be. They just end up thinking that this is the randomness of diabetes attacking them, you know? Yes. Yeah. And when it's, when it's possibly not like where you are in your cycle, like what hormones are being produced. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so. a whole variable series inside of the podcast. Surely. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing my best over here. Okay. <laughs> I feel attacked. I'm just kidding. I don't feel attacked. Um, you're terrific. I know it's evening for you. I'm going to let you go live your life. And I really appreciate you doing this for me. 
Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. Hold on one second. Durbin Shirley, thank you so much. And thank you to Omnipod for sponsoring this episode. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And of course, Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Use the links. Get started with Omnipod or Dexcom today. Learn more. Check out their websites. Yeah, gotta love it. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Once again, Shirley was terrific. Thank her so much for coming back on, talking about her life with diabetes, her 780G, and all the rest. I think she makes she makes me feel bad about my accent. Hers is just kind of so nice. Oh, uh, geez, thanks so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. I just was like talking to myself there. I forgot I was trying to end the show. <laughs>